What's up, everybody? Welcome back and happy Skews Day to you. It is July 5th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Aji. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Did you have a good 4th of July? Did you your family do anything? So, you know, uh, I didn't even get, get shot at, thank God. Yeah, right, yeah. We'll definitely yeah. get into that. But I, uh, we just, um, you know, me and the boys got in the old trash pool back here. I got an above-ground pool. We got in there and did some stuff. And I, uh, I made burgers, but I'm, like, I'm currently trying to like take a real swing at this last like 15 pounds that i'd like to lose so i'm like and katie's also on a diet so i was like we can make burgers but i'll make like turkey burgers you know and i i was like i you know i hit i can make turkey burgers be good and i did my very best and i got like those sandwich thins not full-on buns i didn't put cheese on it. i got some really high quality dijon mustard i skipped on the mayo huge for me huge decision to do that yeah. And like fresh chopped tomatoes and, and red onion and all this stuff just really did my very best. And I got to tell you, wasn't that good. Uh, it was not, <laughs> wasn't near as good as an actual cheeseburger, which uh, yeah. I, I make all the time. But, you know, still uh, got my America on as much as possible. I used to be really patriotic in, in an almost like spiteful way because it was like I was annoyed. It was a pet peeve of mine that like conservatives always seemed to, think that that, like they like co-opted patriotism you know that like and so i would make it a point to wear like a lot of flags and shit and i still did yesterday i've got a flag that's a bald i got a shirt that's a bald eagle made out of an american flag you know pretty sweet so i wore that to target and whatnot but like it's just harder and you know even like the shooting yesterday aside which we're going to talk about but i just mean just with the way sort of america is right now i have to admit it's kind of hard to uh to get up for her birthday the way that I used to. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, uh, my wife felt similarly. I'll get to that in a second. But going by the right co-op and patriotism, like, that always drives me crazy because I consider myself extremely patriotic because I think America could be very, very awesome. Right. Like, if we just lived up to the stuff we say we want to do, and then the right wing is like, nope, America's perfect the way it is, shitty. Suck right. up. <laughs> and if you and if you say that it should be better then you're you know a non-patriotic leftist you know commie yeah. or whatever but what's weird about that is that they're the make america great again people which implies that it's not great so yeah. it's like they're saying the same thing but mm-hmm. yeah but of course the way we want it to be better in their eyes would actually make it much worse which is why we are terrible patriots and they are uh, yeah. freedom flyers yeah uh Early yesterday, my wife was like, I'm not celebrating July 4th this year. Fuck, fuck that. <laughs> and I was, it, was, it was funny to me because it's like, it's a day off from work. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the pool or eat good food because that'll show them. And then like the Supreme Court will be like, hey, guys, huddle up. Aaron's mad at us. We got to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> so we ended up, uh, you know, having some drinks by the pool. Our buddy Drew and his wife came over, hung out, hung out for a little bit. That was a good time. Um, there was a. Uh, some cool before some fun things before we get to the dystopia. Um, if you can follow mm-hmm. this uh, the fun this fun little spin at our al- oligarchy, uh, Jeff Bezos just paid to have a five hundred million dollar yacht built in uh, in in Holland, mm-hmm. and uh, but it's, he built it in a dry dock, and to sail it out, they have to figure out how to get past. The bridge. And Bezos is like, I will pay to remove the bridge. Yeah, but it's like a historical bridge, so they right. actually like. Fuck that. So they all started saving up old eggs to go throw yeah. in his boat. If they did that, when it sailed by. And so eventually, like, so Jeff Bezos' boat is just sitting there. They decided not to tear down the bridge. So he spent $500 million on a yacht just sitting at a dry dock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know much about yacht building or the business of yachts or anything, but it, it seems odd to me to not, I don't know, the logistics of that. You ought not build your yacht on the other side of a historic bridge that prohibits Mm -hmm. its reaching the yacht water. You know what I mean? Like that seems short sighted to me, but I get, I get though that if you're Jeff Bezos and you can go to the fucking moon and everything, then it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, what's a historic bridge. I'll just pay to have it, you know, dismantled and maybe I'll rebuild it in my Amazon museum or something. People where Mm -hmm. people can appreciate it, you know, something like that. But yeah, I guess the Dutch, the Dutch wasn't having it and shut that shit down. So like, what is he going to, what, I mean, what are they going to do? Does anybody know what the, what he's going to do? Like, it's just stuck in there, and he's just going to, well, I guess I just got a yacht there now. Or, I mean. I, 
I think his thought process was the beginning was I'm a billionaire, so he'll be able to bend reality to my power. Or whatever. Right. I assume eventually he will be able to do it, but in the meantime, uh, yay for the Dutch. Uh, for sure. <laughs> in other international news, I read this with this thing from Japan, which really amused me because of like how different our cultures are. So Japan has an, it still has an indoor mask mandate. Um, they have a pretty elderly population. That makes sense, I guess. Um, and they do not have an outdoor mask mandate. I guess it's be a violation of their constitution for whatever reason. But people are still, because of social pressure, are wearing masks like out the outdoors to the point where the government's begging people to take their masks off outdoors. <laughs> but it's, it's very hot there right now, and people are ha- like some people are having medical episodes because they're having a hard time breathing. They, the Japanese government is is turning southern state MAGA governor, being like, "You're going to have breathing problems if you don't take off your stupid mask." That's wild. So, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. that being the problem is that people refuse to take their mask off. But like, and I hope, I, I hope this isn't like, I don't make it. This is not meant to be any kind of xenophobic or stereotypical, but like that, a lot of the Asian cultures and societies, they were much bigger on masks than us before all this. Right. Like if somebody was sick, they'd wear a mask or, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, if you, been to a lot of airports you'll see like asian travelers with masks on well before the pandemic so like i can see how once it became a huge thing like for everybody like if you had that culture of wearing them uh you know as a sort of preventative measure anyway when a pandemic happens you know might might latch on to that whereas you know if you instead are like no fuck that mask inhibit my freedom because the whole world deserves to see me mouth breathe and fucking froth and whatnot then you know you're going to be more reticent uh yeah comply yeah Yeah, even when i went living in los angeles is a you know big Asian community here and i would see even in like 2017 2018 you'd see people wearing masks on public transportation so um so yeah they're more acclimated to it it's not a big deal and they they respect and revere their elderly whereas we are like fucking kill them yeah Uh, (laughs) put them on some ice flows we need to go to walmart you know yeah (laughs) floating out to the ocean as long as it keeps walmart open Yeah. yeah But my favorite fun story of the past week was, so there was a Carnival Cruise Line, uh, Carnival mm. Cruise, where apparently somebody found out their partner had engaged in a threesome with another couple on this uh, amazing Carnival Cruise. And there was a huge brawl that kicked off between, I guess, the two big families. It lasted hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the point where the Carnival Cruise security couldn't get it under control. It, was, it took place, it's over four or five decks they had to call the Coast Guard to, sh- to shut down this threesome brawl and escort the boat back to, uh, to shore. So uh, that's that's a powerful American right there. I, I tell you, you know, I never would expect to see a headline come out of that from such a class, highbrow organization as Carnival Cruises. You know, typically it's more like the Met Gala on those cruises, mm-hmm. not some floating trailer park shit show not carnival cruises now listen i'm white trash so i've been on some cruises and that was one of the more like um jarring realizations that i had because i being white trash and growing up in fucking rural tennessee and everything i thought cruises were fancy which i think is sort of their whole deal is they get people that Mm. think they're fancy on there and then you get on there and you're just like god damn this is just like a floating county fair or whatever. <laughs> it's like yeah. fucking Myrtle Beach on the high seas, man. That's uh, that's all the cruise is. So yeah, yeah. My uh, my mom and sister went on a carnival cruise last summer. It sounded like a hit. So I don't know. Uh, the, the oh, I mean, really good. Yeah. dude, I'm look. I've had fun on them. You know. Yeah. They are kind of, they're fucked up though in a lot of ways. They, you know, they're uh, like, I remember also getting on there and talking to a lot of the staff and stuff and they were all from like other countries, less developed countries and were like sending their money back home and they're not, you know, they don't pay people worth shit and all that. But anyway, whatever, no. they're not, like they don't, they don't they hit the cruise lines. They, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, you know, uh, they're floating, floating social, economic and environmental disasters. But hey, <laughs> yes, you got right. uh, yeah. Would you not? But there's would you a not casino. It's <laughs> yeah. a comedy show at night. Everything you want to do yeah. right there on the boat, you know? Yeah. Last well, little bit some... of fun news before we get into it. Uh, this is just uh, so the Fulton County uh, Special Grand Jury investigating Trump's attempts to overturn the 2020 election today subpoenaed Rudy, our buddy Rudy Giuliani, Dana Ellis, Lindsey Graham, somebody named Jackie Pick Deason, who I'm not familiar with, uh, and our old friends John Eastman and Kenneth Cheesebro, our returning champion, who's a. Uh, 
she got him Cheesebro from Wisconsin, so he always hits for us. Incredible, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, seems like he should be their mascot. <laughs> Cheese bro, mayor. He should be the. He should run for mayor at least. So he could be Mayor McCheese bro. Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe something will come out of that. Maybe not. I saw a headline yesterday that was like, um, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony has prompted reevaluation of Trump's legal culpability. And in my head, I was like, I guess that's cool, but like, what, what, like. That that was the thing. Like there, what was the assessment before? Why did you need to reassess his legal culpability after that? You know, there's been so many moments that seem to express legal culpability, and it's like I don't, I don't know why this one's different. But I, if it actually I, is, then that's cool, I guess. But I think it's because he wanted to march up the steps with the protesters and make some big speech on the floor of the Capitol. It's right. like it shows his personal intent to disrupt right. the actual proceedings. So it's a, it, the same charges that the the lower level schmucks have been hit, get a hit with, he could, he could get hit with too. So he could also get 14 days in jail. Right. <laughs> Which would be really, yeah. really funny. Yeah. But it is funny to me, the, the Fulton County DA is going harder than the Department of Justice. I know. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, um, yeah, with that said, let's get into it. With us as always, no, wait a minute, curveball. No producer Matt tonight. That's right. You guys haven't noticed mm-hmm. so far, but you may soon. Because what that Matt is in Norway. He's on vacation. He's over there with Thor and the seals and the ravens. I don't know a lot about Norway, but that's where he's at. I hope he's enjoying it. The sun never goes yeah. down or whatever. It's mm-hmm. still cold, but it's July. I don't know. But it seems fun. I hope he's enjoying it. But what that means is I am not for the first time pulling double duty. I try to produce a tray, everybody. I'll be putting up the graphics and screenshots and all that good jazz while attempting to hang uh, hang in there with Mark, keep up with Mark uh, along the way. So, you know, cut me some slack. You know I'll be up my own ass about it the whole time anyway. But... We're going to do what we can. Either way, this is Weekly Skews. I, of course, want to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, if you're vaccinated and want to see me live, you can go to TreyCrowder.com. There's some tour dates for you there. Thanks to everybody that's come out. I'm on a solo tour at the moment. Anybody in Ohio, Virginia, uh, I appreciate you. I'll be in Jersey and New Hampshire next week, a bunch of other places after that. Doing uh, hour-long sets, brand new material. We're having fun. I hope you will come and see me, TreyCrowder.com. Secondly, if you like this show and want to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon, $5 a month. Get you full-length bonus episodes. We're going to do another one this very week. We're having a good time with it. We hope you will consider it. If you're into that, go to WeeklySkews.com slash more, or just go to Patreon and look me up. Sign up on the Skews tab or Skews tier. Get some more Skews in your life. Okay. As for the show tonight, another day, another horrible shooting in the land of the free, this time on America's birthday. Uh, Mark and I will discuss the latest tragedy in Highland Park, Illinois, and all the absurd chatter surrounding it thus far. But first, we will continue some attempts at levity with the Daily Dumbass. Trey, graphic. Nice work. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I'm doing the thing. All right. Tonight's DD, President Bill Pullman from Independence Day, because evidently his big climactic speech didn't really work, at least not according to who else? Alex Jones. I declare this July 4th, 2022 to be a declaration of independence against the alien force on this planet today, waging war against humans and our biology and our very future that is attempting to exterminate the majority of us and force the minority that's left to merge with AI computers and become cyborg slaves of Satan. Well, there you have it. (laughs) Pretty clear to me. When is somebody going to do something about this, Mark? Dude, I am utterly, I'm so happy and relieved that he pivoted away from Dude, actual politics doing this I, shit again. Because like I, this, is, this is the real Alex Jones. I know. I swear to, I'm so glad that was your takeaway too, because I swear mm-hmm. to God, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I was like, uh, I'm almost charmed by this, you know, to mm-hmm. see this much. Because my first introduction to Alex Jones, it was all shit like this. And honestly, mm-hmm. for a while... I kind of thought that it was overblown, the outrage about him, because I was like, I was like, dude, he's talking about fucking human alien or human animal hybrids and fucking alien overlords and cyborgs and shit. I was like, it's 
so patently ridiculous that like in yeah. my opinion it's like it's so absurd you listen to it and it's comically absurd like mm-hmm. fucking who cares but then over the years it took a much more overtly political bent and he got even bigger and bigger and got more followers and it's like it's always wild to me when he says some shit like this again it's like knowing millions of people are listening to it and thinking like finally yeah. somebody says it but either way no i agree with you i wish he'd just stay in this lane uh forever yeah, it's 2006 again on the Alex Jones show before. Because, like, really, like, it, it was, like, amusing to listen to him on, like, Late Night Drives in Texas where he was on AM radio. Right. It was all about aliens and Area 51 and shit. And it wasn't until Obama got elected that he started actually talking about actual, like, material politics. And then, of course, there was Jade Helm. And then he tried to get the Sandy Hook parents murdered. Yeah, I right. Think, I think this might have then, then Trump, of course, came along who was willing to go on Alex Jones. And that gave him more mainstream credibility and stuff. But, like, it... I have a feeling this Sandy Hook lawsuit has, has a <laughs> has some impact on this. He's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not talking about real people anymore. Let's talk about aliens. <laughs> yeah. It's wild how Obama's uh, presidency seemed to spur a lot of people uh, into politics. You know what I mean? It's like fuck, it's sort of mm-hmm. what happened with Trump, too. Made his bones talking shit about Obama. So seems like for some reason that just really pissed a lot of people off. I can't put my finger on what it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah. exactly. But a lot of people seem pretty upset about Obama being the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Somebody, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Tehanasi Coates had this take, but like or maybe it wasn't Jelani Cobb. But it was like Obama's main problem was he had too much faith in white people, and <laughs> and it's like it, like if he maybe had a better understanding of how fucking reactionary a lot of people in this country are, he would have been like, you know, maybe it's better off if I don't, we're better off if I don't. Man, <laughs> you know, it's like it might have occurred to him, but you know, here we are. So, yeah. all right, let's say our honorable mention here is uh, teens for not realizing that thick women are women too. What does that mean? Well, hopefully, this will make it make sense. This is from uh, right wing commentator Tim Poole. Here, let's. Perhaps one of the reasons we are seeing a rise in kids identifying as LGBTQ is because they're consistently told that morbidly obese women are attractive and maybe they're just not attracted to her. But what do we what do we hear? <laughs> We're hearing from. All right. So if you don't know, t- Tim Pool isn't some. I mean, he's obscure in a sense. He's fucking stupid and doesn't matter a lot, but he does matter in a sense. He has millions and billions of listeners. Yeah. He makes millions of dollars a month taping that at his house. And goes on Joe Rogan and shit. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I love that take because it's like, these kids aren't actually gay. They just look at a woman and a dude. And because the woman is a little bit thicker in the Victoria's yeah. Secret catalog now, he's like, you know what? I'm not gay. I just find men who are toned, live, <laughs> and sexy. I just like, it's just better. Like, I'm not gay. I just like that better. You know, it's like, like, like I don't know what to tell people, man. It's also <laughs> funny that I, it's just funny to think of this guy saying, like, you know, the new Victoria's Secret plus sized models mm-hmm. or whatever in their in their in their campaigns and stuff. He sees one of those and he's just like, "This is why everybody's gay right here is because of because <laughs> these uh, these 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 fat angels. That's the problem, really. Why is nobody I, talking about this?" <laughs> I, there's also like a special kind of idiocy here where like these guys default assumption is the Victoria's Secret catalog is exists for them to jerk off to. Right. It doesn't even occur to them that the point of the Victoria's Secret catalog is to sell Victoria's Secret products. And there are a lot of bit, thick women in this country who want sexy lingerie and want to see what it would look like on their body type. And that's the whole, that's it. That's it. That's it. It's, <laughs> it's also this thing that's like, it's like, it's like big girls are showing, you know, boys pictures of themselves and being like is this attractive when they're like no not to me and it's like well you're gay then you know what (laughs) i mean and then they're like well shit i guess i'm gay then and then they're just gay forever after that so yeah Mm -hmm. somebody's got to do something about this uh widespread problem of (laughs) big girls being pretty uh (laughs) whatever the hell yeah i don't know i mean i guess we got we got to come up with you know hot take after hot take it uh it gets difficult after Dude, a while because those guys talk for like four or five hours every day. I know. If we if we did that by the third hour, we would be saying some absolutely insane. We do this for one hour a week, so we could only say shit that it only half get us our lives ruined. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Now, you definitely going to have to walk us through this one, but I'm going to get it pulled up here because uh, yeah. this is a truly wonderful headline. It's somewhat related to what we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, here we go. The, the dumbass here is the mafia for being a literal woke mob. That's right. This article is from 2019, <laughs> but I just saw it, so I wanted to talk about it because it's so funny to me. The whole, the whole context for it, too. We'll get that. The headline is Mafia Drops Ban on Homosexuality After Discovering Mob Boss's Son as a Fabulous Drag Queen. Now, this is from <laughs> this is from an Italian paper. And it's about a crime family. I can't really pronounce it. It's, it's a, the name of it's apostrophe N D R A N G H E T A. So Indagheta. 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 That's it. I'm assuming yeah. I nailed it. Yeah. yeah, nailed it. Uh, they're Southern <laughs> Italy's richest crime syndicate. They uh, they control about eighty percent of the cocaine flow in Europe. And part of a business that brings in thirty eight billion pounds a year. Um, and by the way, this gay prohibition—it's I know anybody that's seen Sopranos knows Vito's storyline. Uh, but it's this isn't just a, like a thing in Italy or on the Sopranos. In nineteen ninety two, in New Jersey, a mob boss named John Johnny Boy D'Amato was head of the Cavalcante crime family. Was shot dead by one of his soldiers, his own soldiers, after they found out he was gay. But what makes this so funny to me is this information is coming from a, like a, a, a prosecutor in Italy who, who heard all this stuff on wiretaps. And the reason he's leaking it is basically he's calling them he's, – he's, he's making fun of them for going soft. He's being yeah. homophobic. Right. So, <laughs> he says, uh, I brought to trial the grandfathers and fathers of today's bosses. They were impassive in the face of long prison sentences. The young today can't take the stress of prison in the way their parents did. They're paranoid, depressed. They're more fragile. These new mobsters are too gay to do their prison time, Trey. That's what he's saying. <laughs> he's like, he's like, not my papa. No, not my papa's mafia. They would never. Yeah, yeah he's like, yeah. Uh, he's like offended that the mafia, like you said, it's a literal woke mob out here. Cause <laughs> just, just because they're not shooting, you know, gay people anymore or whatever. It's like, you know, yeah. I guess you take progress wherever you can get it. But it's also, it's just like, it's so. uh it's like so typical of how it often goes with those people. You know, it's like when the mob, bo I guess the head, when the Don's son, you know, starts mm -hmm. dressing up as, uh, you know, Princess Peach or whatever. I, I tried to do, I, I tried to do an Italian thing and I thought of Mario and then I went to Princess Peach, but I don't even know if she's yeah. Italian. And also it's like literally, I'm sorry, Italian people. I just go straight to Mario. Sorry to any, <laughs> sorry to any spaghetti Americans out there. I don't mean to, I don't mean to offend, but anyway, as soon as the Don's son starts doing that, then it's like, you know, maybe we should reevaluate this whole situation. But still, yeah. it's better than him not, it's better than him, you know, putting him in a duffel bag and throwing him off a bridge or whatever, like apparently yeah. the Don's of yesteryear would have done, which this prosecutor would prefer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You said he had wiretaps of like uh, multiple guys from the mafia, mafia who were in affairs with each other, texts like sexting each other. And I get this is just me making assumptions. I think he probably tried to use that to flip them. They're like, nah, they're actually cool with it. It won't work. So, yeah, right. And, but it said, so he came out with a story. He, uh, and then he, this guy lives with a bunch of private security because he, he prosecutes a lot of mob dudes. So he, he can't go public. His life's under threat. And that sucks. That sucks for him. But he didn't, when the story came out, the response was not from the mafia. Again, don't care about this anymore, apparently. He, uh, this is from the article. Instead of receiving the expected death threats for his comments, Criteria was bombarded with emails accusing him of being, quote, insensitive for declaring the mafia's evidence of gay. The public, very Catholic <laughs> Italians, were like, you're being problematic in how you're talking about the mafia. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, main, the, main, the primary mafia prosecutor over there, everybody's like, listen, come on, man. It's 2022. You can't be like that. Which I... He ought not be like that. But the whole thing is just so, it's just, it's wild. Wild timeline we live in. Yeah. I, I, wonder, I wonder what Alex Jones' thoughts would be on, you know, who's turning the mafia gay. You know, like, <laughs> he's already got the, the theory on the frogs. Probably something yeah. in olive oil, I guess. Something, something that they've the NGOs <laughs> have done with olive oil. Yeah. It's turning the mafia gay. I don't know. They I'm spitballing. Uh, <laughs> they, they dump the chemicals in the water that turn the frogs gay into the, the the canals of Venice, and that's why yeah. this is what happened next. Yeah, but I love it. Uh, it's, but I was like, you can't. It'd, it'd be unwoke to imprison gay mob. What if they all turn gay? Because the public is like, you can't put them in prison. That's persecution. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love Italy. I gotta go there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> love to go. I love yeah. salami and stuff. Um, 
No, it really, I, it is, it's near, you know, near the top of my list. It does seem wonderful. I do like to, to, you know, rib them a little bit. Any of the other types of, of white people, you know, who get, cause I know we've talked before. It's like uh, Italians can get defensive online. And mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, I find that funny because I feel like as a, as one of the most mocked sub genres of white person, you know, yeah. fucking hillbilly or whatever. That I can, uh, you know, I'm allowed to talk shit about Italian or French or whatever. It's all in good fun, everybody. There was a, 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 a like a parody Twitter account called like uh, Italian Elon Musk would post shit like "It's a me, I don't have to pay the taxes," just like that. <laughs> yeah, and they got and they got reported by a bunch of Italian civil rights groups for being racist. <laughs> <laughs> The Italian, I can forget the exact name of it, but the Italian Civil Rights League was started by the Literal Mafia, Joe Colombo, and uh, those guys. They tried to stop the Godfather movie from getting made. And uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, I don't know, man. None of this shit makes any sense. But uh, let's get into this last dumbass because this, really, this one really hits for me. This is yeah, a, this, this, is, one, this one's great, too. Like, yeah. So I guess the dumbass here, here is uh, laws for being boring to read because uh, what happened was the Minnesota's Republican legislature Fucked up and accidentally legalized weed edibles. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were apparently trying to regulate hemp products because, like, over the counter, like, uh, fit THC substitutes, they're illegal because the law doesn't specifically prohibit them. Okay. To, give, yeah. give me a second here because I, I think we're talking about Delta 8. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know it's like a big thing. And like, you know, Corey's in Georgia. And so I've heard a lot about Delta eight because in California, we just get weed, weed. But in mm-hmm. places where it's illegal, this Delta eight shit has become a thing recently. And I just want to clarify, because when I first heard about from Corey, I was like, dude, you're not fucking with that shit, are you? Because I remember a few years ago when I still lived in Tennessee, there was this other stuff that was like synthetic weed. Right. And it was mm-hmm. technically legal. And that shit was a fucking hysteria inducing nightmare. Like it was mm-hmm. horrific. And I was like, dude, you can't fuck with that stuff. But this is apparently it, it ain't that. It's not it's like uh it's like you said, it's THC, but that comes from hemp. It's derived from hemp, which is the legal loophole or whatever, whereas that other stuff mm-hmm. was like made in a lab or whatever. Yeah. So as I understand it, Delta Eight is just sort of, you know, it's way more weed like than the fake weed of of uh, you know, back in my day was. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they passed this law and it went to effect Friday and stores immediately started selling. Like there were lines lined up down the street for people to buy weed because it's like you can buy up to five milligram edibles, which isn't strong. But if you take like 10 of them, you can buy 10 and take 10. <laughs> so, buddy, uh, five, five is all I need. Now, I'm a self-professed light, like massive lightweight, but five is good enough. But, yeah, I know dudes that will take they'll take 50 milligrams or whatever. But like you said, just get yeah. 10, take them all if you're. One of those fucking tanks. I can't handle yeah. that shit. But yeah, but they, they fucked it up so bad. That my understanding is they can't even tax it. Like they they they, 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 they usually like California. Like if you go buy like sixty bucks worth of weed, you're going to pay eighty because the taxes are so high. That's how they. That's one of the one of the ways they justify it. And they just didn't do any extra taxes because they didn't realize they were legalizing weed. So you can just go buy weed sodas and gummies at like the mall, <laughs> no special dispensaries or anything, and. We have video here of they, this hearing was from March. If you want to pull that up, this is the moment they 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 uh, they had the committee approved the language. It was of the bill that was going to pass, and this guy sort of knew he'd fucked up, but was joking about it like he hadn't fucked up. Oh, hang on. It's YouTube. I can just read the transcript if you can't get it up. No, hang on. I got it. I got it. But it's it's all in the fine. Just kidding. Thing. Okay. Just that's... kidding. And the amendment Sorry. inserts language. I don't know where it is. Oh, that's fine. I'll just read it. That doesn't legalize marijuana. We no, that's right. <laughs> uh, sorry. That's my first fuck up. I know there'd be at least one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> producer, producer Trey yeah. dropping the ball. But yeah, he the dude, he goes, we didn't, that didn't just marijuana, did it? <laughs> and then, and, and then uh, the, uh, after he laughed, the, the Democrat representative, uh, Tina Liebling, uh, from Rochester said, oh, are you kidding? Of course you have. No, just kidding. But we'll do that next. As <laughs> he like, dog walked them. And they, so the Republican legislature legalized weed accidentally, but because they have a Democratic governor, they're not going to be able to pass another law to undo it. So happy weed, happy weeding Minnesotans for a little yeah, while. Yeah, that's anyway. awesome for all the good people in Minnesota, all the good, uh, the good tokers of Minnesota. Cause, uh, 
I would love it if ten, Tennessee's definitely dumb enough. Our state reps are definitely dumb enough to do something like that. But yeah, Dude. I'd say you don't get a you don't get one like that very often. You know, but state level politicians, man, always doing dumb shit. But it's almost never good dumb shit like this. You know what I mean? Their dumb yeah. assery is almost never beneficial to people. So fucking Dude, hey, t- what a what a W, Minnesota. That's tremendous. Most Republican state legislatures just just rubber stamp legislation sent to them by ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council. Like the, the like literally the Xerox is the same bills are passed in all these different states. If you hack Alec's email, <laughs> you right. can get weed legalized in every state because they won't yeah. fucking read it. Please don't even so, look yeah. at it. Yeah. 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 Push it through. All right. Well, you know, I feel like we had some fun with all that, which is we good. Cause now yeah. let's uh let's Talk about, as you said, the dystopia. Another shooting yeah. yesterday. There actually wasn't There wasn't just the one. There were multiple mm-hmm. shootings yesterday, as is often the case in this country. But, yeah, there's obviously the terrible one in Highland Park. There was also one in Philly, right? Yeah, I'll start with the one in Philly because no one died. Um, only, only, only two people were shot, so that only doesn't qualify as a mass shooting by most people's uh, metrics. And it also has some uh, – it's the more – well – it, it, it's got some silly stuff to it. Just real quick, what, what happened was two cops were grazed, one in the shoulder, one in the head. Um, but they didn't catch anyone, so no one knows why they were, whether they were targeted or why or what the point was. Maybe it was just somebody, somebody could have been target shooting and, and something and missed, or could have been shooting someone else and hit the cops. I don't know. I'm glad everyone's okay, but the main thing that happened was the crowd panicked and fled and sort of ruined a Jason Derulo concert that was supposed to be happening for July 4th. Um, so, but the, the cops, man, like, I don't understand the need to lie <laughs> in such ridiculous manners. Because the first thing the cops did was put out this story about the cop that got that got uh, uh, grazed in the head. They said he was carrying a prayer card from a recent deceased prayer chaplain, and the power of God and angels and that chaplain saved him and stopped the bullet. For it. Like it, and then they put up this picture. If you throw up this picture tray, that's yeah. a picture of the bullet. Um, they're apparently trying to say this. That's it, right? Yeah, it's not very high. Oh, yeah, you can sort of see that 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 uh, uh, that carbon cartridge in there. A very clean cart uh, uh, bullet was never fired from a gun. I can tell you that. If you've ever seen a good bullet's been fired, it doesn't look like that. And that doesn't mean the cop wasn't very lucky. And he can he can he can say that's a miracle and God protected him if he wants. That's that's his faith, and he can do he can he can he can believe absolutely believe that if he wants to. But the photo is staged. They're trying to make it look like the the bullet entered the hat, rattled around the hat, and yeah, in pristine condition. I know. I don't get how that's even yeah supposed to work. I thought like it, my first when I looked at that I was like that looks like someone sat a bullet on a in a hat or whatever. It feels mm-hmm. like there would be more uh, destruction and everything from an actual situation like that. And it's also so wild to. Just to pull out the pra- yeah, it was a prayer card I had in my hat and everything. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, there's all those I mean, I guess if you're, I'm right. I mean, if you're like, if you're that cop and that happens and you're devout and everything, like he probably straight up believes that the Lord protected him. I mean, he, he sure. thinks that, you know, that like all, everything he does is the Lord's will, I assume, you know. Sure. But, but the Bible also says not to lie. And that picture is a fucking lie. Because at the minimum, <laughs> the, the hat would have an exit wound. Yeah. It wouldn't just it wouldn't go through one part of the hat and stop at the back of the hat, then sort of do a loop to loop around your head. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, but they, their their mayor uh, had some pretty hidden video after after this. Yeah, I want you to to see this because uh, this is this is great. Yeah, obviously shitty situation, but I uh, I did enjoy this this mayor. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, Mayor Jim Kenny, Philadelphia. Here we go. I am because I'm always, I, I'm concerned every single day. There's not an event or a day where I don't lay on my back at night, look at the ceiling, and want to worry about stuff. So everything we have in the city uh, at, over the last seven years, I worry about. I don't enjoy Fourth of July. I don't enjoy the, the, the Democratic National Convention. I didn't enjoy the, the um, um, uh, NFL draft. I'm waiting for something bad to happen all the time. So it's I'll be happy when I'm not here, when I'm not mayor, and I can enjoy some stuff. So. You're looking forward to not being mayor? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Fuck this shit, dude. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. His, his term's not supposed to end until 2024, and I think he yeah. just fucking quit on live television. Like, yeah. fuck you, people. You won't listen. 
don't know what the hell I was doing taking this goddamn job. This is terrible. <laughs> so I wasn't familiar with who, but you know how bad shit's going to be for the, the mayor of Philadelphia where the Eagles are to be like, I didn't want the NFL draft here. You people are such fucking idiots to shoot it up. Um, right. well, so, but to be fair, though, I mean, you know, you're a Cowboys fan, so you know. I mean, yeah, they're like among the most lunaticy of all fan base. You know, they're the ones that famously yeah. threw batteries at Santa Claus and shit, right? Like they'll, uh, yeah, they don't give they're a been, fuck. They're a bit intense, though. So you saw, I think I said it to you, but there was a, a Philadelphia 76ers fan who went on radio last week and was demanding that Joel Embiid be traded away. He's he was second place MVP voting this year, if you don't call it basketball. He's a very good basketball player. And it was demanding Joel Embiid be traded away because he obviously doesn't love Philadelphia enough because he didn't appear in the movie Hustlers with Adam Sandler. Uh, Hustlers. Sure. Yeah. Very good movie, by the way. Everybody should watch Very it. Very good movie. Movies. Yeah, the yeah. Sandman. He's doing great. Doing great <laughs> shit out there. You should definitely watch Hustle. My, this, I don't know if this will play or not, but my favorite related Philadelphia sports fan story was a few NFL seasons ago, they had this number one draft pick wide receiver uh, named Nelson Aguilar. He's currently on the Patriots. He had a real bad case of the drop sees that year. They drafted him to be the number one guy. He kept dropping passes. It was not working out. Then there was an apartment building fire, right? And the news is down there covering this apartment building fire. And they're interviewing this guy who had been there during the fire. And he was like, he was like, he was insane. He was like, there were people up in the windows. He's, they were literally throwing their babies down to us on the street. I mean, we were catching them unlike Agalore. <laughs> Like he took a moment, he took a moment out of this like, you know, crazy once in a lifetime insane incident he was a part of to shit on the Eagles and Nelson Aguilar as part of it. Yeah. And uh, that's, just, a, that's just how they roll. There's a darker time where he actually drops a baby and still blames it on Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> um, but uh, so if you, uh, if, I wasn't super familiar with Jim Kenny before this, but I got to say after that, I'm a fan. I looked up his Wikipedia page has a feud section. We talked about last week about how you should live your life in such a way as to not have a Hitler controversy page in your Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should also live in such a way to have a feud section in Wikipedia where you're on the right side of all the feuds, which he was. Uh, first of all, he went up against the, uh, the local Catholic diocese when they uh, uh, fired a very popular teacher because he came out as gay from a private school. Mm. Uh, then he went on, I guess he passed some sort of sugary drinks tax to, I don't know, have money for the government to do stuff. And a sports talk radio host was beef, went crazy about it. So he went on the guy's show and basically said, I don't even know why I'm arguing with you. You're on the 8 to 10 Saturday morning uh, shift. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, he just got into it with Chris Christie over the Eagles versus the Cowboys after uh, Chris Christie insulted Eagles fans. So uh, I got to say this guy all around uh, hits for me. Because Chris Christie don't hit, even though I like the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, right. Hold on. I feel like I vaguely remember Chris Christie. He's from Jersey, right? Or is he not from yeah. there? He was just, but yeah, he was a. He's a Cowboys fan. Yep, that's wild. Hey, it's yeah, not that it's wild. We know how y'all Cowboys fans are. I mean, dude, I like the Raiders. What am I talking about? But you know, they were America's teams. There's Cowboys fans everywhere. But he's in like, he's from fucking, you know, Cowboys hate country. Yeah, so, the northern part of the state's Giants, and the southern part of the state yeah. is uh, Eagles. So he just doesn't hit. He doesn't hit for a lot of reasons. Um, so all right, yesterday's big shooting uh, was in Highland Park, Illinois. Um, that this one happened in the morning. The first we talked about was at night. So I really bookended the day. Uh, it was ten fourteen in the morning uh, uh, as it happened. Uh, seven people were are dead so far, and another forty seven are wounded. The seventh didn't die today, so I'm not sure how badly those other forty seven are wounded. But it's a uh, it's a shitty one on a lot of ways because people are already running with some bullshit narratives about it. it have nothing to do with the actual shooting. The first one that drives me crazy is the cops said, quote, the shooting appears random, which it's not random if you go on the Internet. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to take for cops to look at the Internet, but these things are utterly predictable. You can look at people's content and be like, this guy's dangerous, which you can't lock people up for content. I understand that. I don't want to live in a country where people are locked up for stuff they post. But there are things you look out for and things that get to follow-up questions. This kid actually had been investigated by cops before. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, if you go on the chance, these mass shooters are all talking to each other and gassing each other up and trading tips and, like, doing, like, flame wars about who can get the most kills and shit. This is where right. this stuff is happening out in the open. And, like, we tend to, like, people are arguing online about this guy's politics because, like, he did went to some MAGA rallies, but also he liked some Biden tweets. 
And then, so, but people that knew him said he wasn't really political. He was just like a troll. He was just doing shit because he thought it was weird, like doing weird shit. And like figuring out the guy's actual like politics or a left-right paradigm doesn't make any sense because he's just a fucking nihilist. All these kids, right. they, might, they might have pet causes or issues, but basically it was just like, the, what, was the, what was the Joker's politics? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, know? it's like you're, you're trying to pin down something that's very ethereal. Other than The only thing these, these dudes believe is that I'm miserable, the world's cruel to me, and I want to inflict some cruelty back on it. Now, you can call that politics if you want. Some of these people are racially, racially motivated, but not all. This guy just appears to be a, like, a, like a fucking mad lunatic. Um, and Yeah, so, I mean, it's like you said, there, there's like a class of these guys. Yeah, sometimes there's been a lot of racially motivated ones and, and things like that. But like you said, a lot of them are also it, that – you said the word, you know, they feel like the world has fucking been cruel to them. So they're trying to be cruel back like the, the deranged loner, you know, type or whatever. That's been like just stewing and hatred and getting and getting fucking riled up by the internet and the deep parts of, you know, the internet, the internet, the sewer of the internet on all the chans and all that stuff. And just getting further and further, you know, um, radicalized in that way. And then they just, you know, they want to like, fucking go down in history or whatever it's like it, trying to trying to get the high score and shit right. like that which i i hate i even use that term because i know they're also yeah. they're already talking about this dude playing video games whenever that comes up i'll you know we can talk about that because i hate that shit but um but but yeah i mean i feel like with these dude you know there's like a profile at at this point for some of them and it's like you said we don't i don't i i'm not advocating for thought crime either you know, I don't, I'm not fucking not minority report. You can't be locking people up for their Facebook posts. But we hear all the times about watch lists and things like that. And, and it's like, I don't you know, I don't know what needs to, to necessitate someone getting put on something like that where they could be stopped from doing this. But it seems like they're not right now, even though they're openly advocating for it and, and broadcasting every warning sign you can imagine, not to mention the fact that the people who do all this stuff have no problem getting high powered, you know, weapons, firearms in this country. At the very least, you would think we could attempt to do something about that. But, um, all right, I, I just lower, let's go ahead and talk about this now. Cause I had it, I had it in the rundown, but it's a little lower, but the, they, this, this guy was on the cops radar. He, they went to his house twice in 2019, once because a relative reported that he tried to kill himself a week earlier. They went there and uh, they said, well, he's already getting mental health counseling. It was a week ago. I understand why cops don't just drag someone off to jail for killing himself. Um, and he also, the second time, he, a relative said he was threatening to kill everyone. So they went to his house and they confiscated 60 knives and swords. Right. Um, the local police went out of their way to say they informed the the, the Iowa, uh, sorry, Illinois State Police, and I was like, uh, that, was, that was weird. Why they why they why they put that on the record? And then it came out later today that he applied for a firearm permit, and his dad backed him up for it, and the Iowa State Police gave it to him, saying there was no reason not to give him a fire uh, a firearm permit. This was after again, local cops had taken away sixty guns, uh, knives, and guns from him. So you can't have a knife, can't have a gun. Um, so this guy, let's talk about the shooter for a second. He, 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 he showed up the shooting. This is just, I mean, he, he dressed as a woman to infiltrate the parade to cover up all his tattoos, neck and face tattoos, which I'm not sure why a, a man can't have a turtleneck, but whatever. Um, he, but we finally found the one, the problem with drag trade. It's covered for, uh, <laughs> it's covered for mass shootings. Um, his criminal, as far as the guy himself, uh, he's a wannabe rapper whose name, whose rap name was Awake the Rapper, which of all these, well, everyone's a fucking rapper and everyone mean you is trying to be a rapper. Mm -hmm. uh, although I'm I know, not, I mean, I've thought before, like if I had, if I had known when I was a kid that you could just be, you know, a white rapper uh, in, mm -hmm. in the future, you know, outside of Eminem, I was, you know, and who knows, I might have some mixtapes out there. I would have been really into the idea at 15, I'll tell you that much. But yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of rappers out there nowadays. Yeah, uh, his social media footprint indicated that he's a video game enthusiast and professional wrestling fan. All that's good so far. One photo posted to Twitter showed him wearing a Trump flag like a cape and another he wore an FBI cap. There's also a photo of him on a Trump rally dressed as Waldo for some reason. And he also liked a Twitter video of President Biden. Um, that, like, again, the politics stuff seems tangential to whatever his 
persona was. I don't think it was a driving force. I don't. Think, I don't. I don't there's no evidence so far this guy was a racist mass shooter, um, like the guy, like guy in Buffalo was. Uh, a neighbor requested anonymity. Told the Daily Beast that Crema would ride around the neighborhood and nearby nature preserves on an electric bicycle, blasting heavy metal. And he used to drive a car with pussy mobile written across the back of it. So yeah. everything except the Trump somehow I doubt stuff. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, I yeah. Feel like, yeah, I don't know that that car was aptly named. Uh, <laughs> call yeah, me crazy. A, Not yeah, a variable pussy mobile. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> This guy, this guy's family, man. Like, I, I'm not sure to what degree the whole family's responsible. So, this the guy dead helping getting helping him get the the uh, gun permit. I think he lawyered up, which he probably should, because I imagine he's going to face some uh, questions about that. Cremo's uncle Paul told uh, Fox Chicago that he saw quote no warning signs that would indicate he might be involved in Monday's shooting, even though the police had taken away sixty knives and swords from him. Also, right. he upload, he'd uploaded beheading videos to disc to his Discord channel. His Discord channel, Discord channel had fans, by the way. Um, after the shooting, his fans and followers knew who had did it and went and were talking about how awesome it was on his Discord. So, like, how can they? Can these guys be a lone shooter if they have fans and fan? You know, it's like, right? How's that a lone wolf? Um, he. Yeah. Uh, did you watch? Uh, did you watch the Batman? Yeah. You know, Riddler in that movie is like, and I, this dude, I'm sure, wasn't on that fucking level, but he's like. It's a play off of this type of thing, but it's a real thing where he's got like the equivalent of a Discord channel with all these, you know, followers on it and stuff, and they're just on there like plotting mayhem, fucking murder and mayhem and stuff. Because that's the thing about the internet, you can find your people, even if you know your people uh don't need to be getting together and talking about mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> they can do yeah. so on the internet, and it's definitely worse for these types of uh individuals, you know. Yeah. Uh, after reading this is from an NBC story, uh, 4chan trolls invaded the community using it as a meeting point to law the shooter and post memes about the attack. The Discord channel was shut down around 6 p.m. Eastern time, just hours after Cremo was named as a personal suspect. Another way to put this is 4chan and Discord was ahead of the cops, um, which right. they stay ahead of the cops. As long as cops, like if you try to report someone for internet harassment to a cop, good luck because they don't understand that they think you're just being a crybaby. Mm -hmm. um, so his awakes music got taken off YouTube and Spotify. Uh, the videos were described as are described are insane. One literally depicted a school shooting. So his his uncle knew his nephew was a YouTube rapper. He could have gone and watched the videos at any point. And he said there were no signs where he literally staged a, sh a school shooting as a music video. Um, I, I found a ripped instrumental of comments from today laughing about the shooting because these internet kids are fucking psychotic. Another one seemed like a nice mom lady. She was like, he was so talented. Why would he do this? Ugh, I don't understand people. Um, so the, the discourse around this, because this is like, this, this is a good example of how nonsensical are, are, are their discussions around this type of issue is because like the place was full of cops. It's a July 4th parade. If you've ever been to a public parade, you know, there's cops like every 10 feet. And people say, well, when people say cops don't prevent crime, it's true, but people treat that like an insult. But it's not an insult. It's just a statement about how linear time works. Crime has to happen before cop can do anything about it. Right. So, and this guy had uh, he was he was sniping from a roof. He had an elevated position with a high powered rifle. Even if the cops had zero point zero second reaction time, there's just nothing to be done. You can't you can't you can't increase police funding to a point where this would be impossible unless you're going to put a, a sniper on every building and every roof in America. Do you know? It's like mm -hmm. it's just like it's not going to be the thing to talk about. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, came out, she posted some stuff blaming the increase of people in antidepressants for mass shootings, SSRIs. Yeah. Um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. I've never been on them. Um, yeah. She, right, right. Here's the tweet from her. It's a uh, quote tweeting a thread from a guy who says he knew the shooter and was talking about how, you know, he wasn't political necessarily. He was just lost and was into all kinds of wild shit. And she quotes tweets that and said, what drugs and or psychiatric drugs was he on for his mind to be ruined in alternate reality games that caused him to commit a mass shooting? His parents know, the police know, school, arrest, hospital records, the public, 
deserves to know. So, yeah, she's hinting at a couple of things here. It's like, oh, it was some drugs he was on or whatever. And then also, you know, there come the video games thing, as yeah. I referenced earlier. It's like fucking violent video games. I just, it drives me crazy, this shit. It's always driven me crazy because this started back in fucking like Columbine and stuff. They were talking about Marilyn Manson and like mm -hmm. was he playing Doom or whatever. Like it's always been part of it. It's always pissed me off because I love video games. And yeah. video games are huge. They're ubiquitous. Almost everybody plays fucking video games, including the shoot 'em up ones. And almost nobody, statistically, is fucking murdering people. It's like, I don't know, but it's just anything to keep from talking about, you know, how easy it is to get a gun or, or any yeah. of that type of shit. Like, they'll, they'll talk about anything else first, uh, no matter how yeah. nonsensical it is. The, the pill issue. We'll get to the numbers in a second about the about the SSRIs and and, uh, and the video games. But the I think everybody suspects that a lot of other people are over medicated or medicalizing stuff that's just like life being tough or you being a little weird or being a little sad or whatever. Everyone thinks that about everyone else. Everyone likes the drugs they're on, <laughs> right? Right. But I don't I don't have any specific knowledge about selective uh, about SSRIs. I do know that when I tutored uh, for rich kids, they were all on Adderall they didn't need. But a bunch of people on Adderall they don't need because Adderall hits for a lot of people. But mm -hmm. um, so this this was the numbers from Mom's Demand about SSRIs and video games. Iceland is the world's biggest consumer of SSRIs. They've had five gun homicides since 2020. In the U.S., there have been over 30,000. Uh, Japan, that's really funny to me because Iceland's like, yeah, we're really sad because it's dark up here and cold, but we don't kill nobody. Right. Uh, Japan is one of the largest video game markets in the world. They have had 10 shooting deaths a year. The U.S. has 40,000. Um, yeah. And uh, another thing that came out of this was the usual conservative stuff about, well, Chicago's a gun hell. Gun laws don't Right. Work. Yep. So we're going to get into how they're lying about Chicago in a second, but also the line about where Highland Park is. Highland Park's like half an hour outside of Chicago. It's like a rich, uh, people thought, thought maybe it was an anti-Semitic killing because it's a pretty Jewish neighborhood. But like, this is like the rich suburb where like Michael Jordan and Barack Obama lived. Um, it's not, it's not whatever conservatives think of as scare quote Chicago. Right. And yeah. I've been Chicago. I like Chicago. Chicago hits. I love Chicago. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful, incredible city. But yeah, people think it's like fucking, you know, um, uh -huh. Fallujah or whatever in Chicago. And you're right. When they think about Chicago and they, like you said, Scarecrow, Chicago, just, you know, it's the South Side they're thinking yeah. of or whatever. And I think it's gangland and just fucking, you know, bullets flying at all times. Like you said, I've been there uh -huh. multiple times and uh, love it. Never felt unsafe. But again, this isn't even this is a suburb. A wealthy, an affluent suburb. Yeah. It's not whatever neighborhood you imagine when you imagine a scary neighborhood. It's not Highland Park, Illinois. Um, so I looked up the, the the deadliest cities in America. This is this is most murders, not most gun deaths, which is a little bit different. But murder, the mur murder in Chicago is 18 people per 100,000 a year. That puts Chicago 28th in the country as cities with the highest murder rate. It's just behind Buffalo and Montgomery, Alabama which you never hear anybody complain about their murder rates. Um, Chicago's not even the most dangerous city in Illinois. That's Peoria, randomly. Uh, the murder capital of America, these this numbers are from 2018. It was the last uh, year for which FBI data is available. Number one, uh, murder the murder capital of America is St. Louis, with 65 mm. murders almost per 100,000 residents. So three and a half times the murder rate of Chicago. Right. The rest of the top 10, because again, all coming in ahead of Baltimore, uh, Chicago, is Baltimore, Birmingham, Detroit, Dayton, Ohio, Baton Rouge, and New Orleans, Louisiana, Kansas City, then Memphis and Cleveland. There's Memphis. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wonder uh, where Memphis was going to be on that list. I figured it would be represented. State by states, you know the most dangerous states to get to get murdered in? Because <laughs> they're not the ones you think. It's not the state with Compton in it. It's not the state with Chicago in it. Uh, it's not even the state with Miami in it. There's Is it the, the most, state with all the guns in it? <laughs> the top two states for getting murdered are Louisiana and Mississippi. Mm. And if you look at the rest of this map, uh, um, I'm looking at it right now. Um, right there. It's yeah. The next, the next tier is Alabama, Arkansas, Missouri, and South Carolina. And then you essentially got the rest of the Bible belt and the rust belt. Mm -hmm. The places you're most likely to get murdered in America is the Bible Belt and the Rust Belt and then New Mexico because Breaking Bad foretold the future. Um, and then the rest of the world, the rest of the country is pretty safe. The ones you, the, the states I named where you think are super dangerous are actually pretty fine. And 
I'm not doing this to dunk on anybody, but this report was put out by Third Way, which is like a centrist Democrat group. It's called the Red State Murder Problem. And I'm not actually blaming anybody's criminal justice like they, whenever like Philadelphia adopt, uh, elects a progressive DA, they blame any surge in crime on the fact that a lib got to do some stuff. I just want to point out that there's no real connection between like those ideas don't connect with the reality because this this is again just pointing out some data here. In 2020, per capita murder rates were 40 percent higher in states won by Donald Trump than those won by Joe Biden. Eight of the ten states with the highest murder rates in 2020 voted for a Republican presidential nominee in every election this century. So the murders aren't happening where you think they're happening. And, but maybe the high murder rate is the reason everyone in those red states wants to own a gun. I don't know, but I don't think it's solving the problem. Um, yeah. So anyway, that is my rant about the stupid takeaways from this fucking shooting. Yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, like how many. I mean, you literally can't just like can't keep up with them anymore. You know what I mean? And there's a lot that happened that we don't ever even they don't even like break the mm-hmm. news cycle. But there's still multiple people getting shot and everything. I th- like, yeah, I think there's been like 300 some odd mass shootings like that qualify under the definition of mass shooting. Um, and some of those were like gang or drug related violence. Some of them were like mm-hmm. this type of deal. But whatever, either way you slice it, where multiple people got shot. I think there's. I might have that wrong, but I think it's like 300 and something so far this year, you know, which yeah. we're halfway through. And and I, I forgot, I think the metric is three or more people shot counts as a mass shooting. So, like, if a guy going through a divorce, his wife leaves and goes to a parent's house, he goes there and shoots all three of them in their legs. That'll count as a mass shooting, but it won't even make this the local news, mm-hmm. except it's a blur. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's a horrific gun violence problem in this country that, like, it's again, it doesn't, a lot of stuff won't even make the news. Like three people get right. shot and it won't even, it barely, it'll be in the page B9 of the paper. But again, and a lot of people's like takeaway from that is like, that's why everybody needs a gun. That's why we need more guns is because there's yeah. so many dangerous guns out there. If you don't have your own gun, then what? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, that's the, that's the logic of it apparently. But yeah, as it's been pointed out a million times before, it's just, a uniquely American problem. Shit just does not happen other places in the numbers that happens here. And even when they'll talk about like, yeah, but they got more like knife violence or whatever. And it, like, that's not even true statistically, but also mm-hmm. it's like, you know, well, <laughs> Hey, I part me personally, I'd rather get stabbed and shot. I think just in general, but also like no one here needs to stab. We still do stab. We do plenty of stabbing, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. you don't need to stab when you can just, you know, get a gun in the mail or whatever, go down to a fucking gun shop yeah. and leave with an arsenal. Why what would the, you stab anybody? There's a gun in every other fucking chest of drawers in this what country. The, uh, so. the Las Vegas shooter would kill like 50-some people. Do you know how tired you would be trying to stab 50-some people to death? You could not get it done. You have to be in amazing shape. There's a, re- yeah. there's a reason people choose guns to do this stuff. It's the easiest thing to do it with. If you right. make things harder to do, Fewer people will do it. It will it's happen less. Right. To do. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's, it's so straightforwardly common sense. Like even stuff like you got to have 30 round magazines. There's no reason other than a mass shooting to need a 30 round magazine. The only, the literal right. only counter argument is it's really fun to shoot 30 rounds at a time. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. If you won't sacrifice 1% of the fun you're having shooting your gun to save a bunch of people's lives at a, at a, at a, at a July 4th parade, I just think you're an asshole. You know, I, and like, couldn't there be like, I don't know, can you make it to where there's just like there's certain businesses, they're heavily regulated and they're licensed. You know, I know we have gun ranges and stuff, but I'm saying it's like if you want to go fucking mm-hmm. shoot a machine gun, yeah, you can just go and pay and do it. I know that exists, but mm-hmm. I'm saying like, why can't we just have that just be the only way that you can shoot a machine gun? It's like, if you think yeah. it's super rad, that's fine. Just go pay some money and do it. But mm-hmm. we don't need to be, you know, distributing them willy nilly yeah. throughout the, you know, I American went, neighborhoods and whatnot. I went to one of those places and shot a 50 cal in, uh, in Vegas. It was a blast. Right. <laughs> it was a, yeah. Was yeah. Like, nobody's like, I, I don't see any reason why that type of thing, we don't, that don't have to end, but this shit, it needs to fucking end one way or another. I mean, and we talked a lot about how in my mind, these guys are organized. Then they, they do right. have like, 
they've been radicalized. They do have an ideology. I think it's hard to pin down how you describe that ideology is, but like if a lone wolf terrorist gets radicalized watching ISIS videos and sets off a suicide bomb, we have a framework to understand what happened there. Even if you never got in contact with anybody from ISIS, mm-hmm. but like we don't have an understanding right. of that like this. And these guys are part of a movement. Even that movement is just Joker shit. Um, right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. All right. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, thanks for sticking with me as I did the producer uh, role. I'm, you saying, agree, that now. You did I'm it. saying that now because as this happened before, when I had to take over from Matt, I cannot read through and choose and put up comments while still engaging in Mark's conversation and putting up screenshots and stuff, which is why I didn't get the comments tonight. I'm sorry about that, but I'm just, my brain just ain't good enough. Okay. I can't do two things at once. Thanks for sticking with me either way. Also, uh, Matt will be back next week. I think even if he's not, we'll be okay, but he will be back. Like, comment, subscribe. Thank you, Mark. Goddamn. Yes. Like, comment, subscribe, share it, all that good stuff. And finally, one last reminder, you can um, go to TreyCrowder.com, get tickets to come see me live. You can also sign up to support SKUs on Patreon and get full-length bonus episodes for $5 a month. And with that said, we'll be back next SKUs-D. Say you love you. Bye. SKUs.